Welcome to another year of Crypto Weekly, episode 53. A highly successful Crypto Weekly anniversary party has brought in a new year for the podcast and put most of its members out of action, (laughs) myself included. We've given our bodies to the cause, but we are still here to inform you. Well, all of us apart from the prince. This week in the news, Coinbase adds Ripple support, confusion ensues. The Samsung S10 comes with built-in private key storage. And has some money laundering been occurring on the Ethereum network? All this and more on this week's Crypto Weekly. I'm joined with a panel... We are all in various states of illness. Dr. P Money on the sound. Howdy. Sound great, mate. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm walking wounded as the rest of us are. Bitcoin Buble. How you doing? How are you feeling, friend? Much better. <laughs> and Mr. Crypto Beak. Bonjour. How are you feeling, friend? Uh, well, I'm resting my head on the cold microphone in between talking. <laughs> so that should tell you all you need to know, Cam. Things really have gone poorly. The prince physically could not make it into the studio <laughs> this evening. He is still in his sickbed. I sound like I do not own a nose. And this is going to be an episode of Crypto Weekly. If you enjoy the show, head on over to patreon.com slash crypto weekly. It will all be spent on Lemsip, I assure you. <laughs> big shout out to those who came to the crypto weekly anniversary party it was huge we had an absolutely great night which is why we all sound like we're on death's door even today the tuesday after <laughs> it's time for the news so i want to start with the biggest turd of the week and that is coinbase adding ripple support something that we on this show actually said would never happen. So when you say Ripple, it's not Ripple but XRP. Oh, XRP. Apologies. XRP and Ripple are entirely different. <laughs> yeah. And I would never suggest that they are one and the same or have anything to do with one yeah. another. But Ripple's on Coinbase. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, this is this is good news for crypto. Yeah. Is what? it? Um, it's happening. I like that this week. From the 20th of February through to what is coming up to the 27th, XRP got listed on Coinbase, which the XRP, the standard fans, have been asking for for nearly two years, maybe, somewhere around then. And in the last seven days since the 20th of Feb, XRP has lost about 3%. And it just goes to show what we said a while back, maybe around the time BAT got listed. Correct that the the Coinbase effect is lessening every single time. And now I think it's basically non-existent. We mm. saw a 10% pump when XRP went on Coinbase. That's mental. And now we have the Launchpad effect. Now we do have the Launchpad. The memes have moved on. Yes. What's Launchpad? I think we might get to that later on okay. in the show. But great question, P-Money. Hold on to that one. All right. But I think it's because we've got more fiat gateways now. Binance, for instance... And, yeah, just being on Coinbase is so so much less of an honour compared to how it was. Now there's loads of just trash on there. But I just think it's almost a non-event things going on Coinbase now. Is there also another contributing factor that people are burnt by having lost a lot of money on crypto? Yeah. And probably not have a lot of money left on the sidelines willing to put in? 
That is true. But XRP did go on Coinbase, you know, in the last couple of weeks, last maybe month or so. Crypto has gone up a lot and people have been able to cash in on various pumps, even if they like, even though the crypto, the market cap of crypto hasn't like 10x or anything, there has been a lot of opportunities or there have been a lot of opportunities for two, three, four, five x gains. So I think people are did have the appetite to gamble as we've seen from the launchpad stuff. But it's just Coinbase is less of a big deal now. I also saw a lot of people talking about insider trading related to this on Twitter. Specifically, they were identif- trying to identify odd trading patterns up to the up to the point before the the press release. Yeah. So at about three three o'clock um, yesterday, three in the afternoon, so at six o'clock uh, British time, it got announced that. XRP was on Coinbase. At that time, it was 31 cents. At 3 p.m., it was about 30 cents. So it had been trading around 30 cents for like a 24 hours straight. It immediately, it spiked like 3, 4%. And then the news came out and it spiked another 10%. So a lot of people have been saying that this pattern has been similar with other cryptos that have launched on Coinbase, basically suggesting that Coinbase insiders, whether it's employees or investors or something, know it's going to go on and they start like buying a load of bags and then they dump it on the normies when they yeah. buy in after the pump. Whether that's true or not, we don't know. But something that people pointed out the last couple of times was how when Binance launches things, there's no pump beforehand. It's you can really see a marked difference between the two. Yeah. So yeah, it's interesting whether exactly we can't exactly prove it. It looks like that may be the case, but luckily no one gives a shit about it anymore. So <laughs> all is rosy. Next thing I want to move on to is the new Samsung S10, which some have speculated has caused the recent amazing activity. <laughs> and that is the recent sort of non-news, which we'll come on to in a second, that it comes with built-in private key storage. And uh, on top of this, is it going to come in with some pre-installed wallet applications? Is that the whole thing that people are getting fired up about? Because we've known the new spec of Androids from about six months ago has included built-in private key storage. Yeah, so we saw leaks in December that supposedly there's going to be a cold wallet and a hot wallet in the S10. Yeah. I don't think that's been... Com- or the the cold wallet hasn't necessarily been confirmed, I don't think, but there have been leaked pictures showing a crypto wallet on the phone. And people are getting fired up about that. Yeah, people are getting fired up about it, particularly fired up about the fact that in this picture, I don't know whether it's leaked or whether it's some kind of like sneak peek in japan i think it was but they've i guess actually south korea but they have shown a bat and engine in the wallet and that has made bat and engine pump ridiculous amounts because people thinking that it might they might be somehow integrated into the samsung products rather than just being the two cryptos that were shown coincidentally i mean that is very big because like I said, we've known that this is going to be a thing in Android phones for some time. 
we know that they're going to come shipped with a hardware wallet installed uh, or a separate chip rather that supports the creation of a hardware wallet and private key storage. The hardware wallets work by having a separate chip environment on the phone that is not it's not possible to access it from within the main phone, but you can call functions on it to create things within that separate environment. So you can ask it to sign transactions, which right. is how the private key stuff works. You can basically say, set me up a private key, sign this transaction, and it returns the signed transaction, so it never divulges the private keys. Right. So presumably it will be, there'll be a piece of the OS that is in a sandbox? Correct. To communicate with that chip? Correct. So... Uh, Apple have had this since the iPhone 4. And it's called the Secure Enclave. But Android... with the, Is it Android 9, the newest version? And they have developer specs and whatnot. Chocolate handshake. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> they've specified from now on that new hardware that is running uh, this software should come with an equivalent to a Secure Enclave, i.e. a hardware environment with a a secure hardware environment for private key storage. Okay. The S10 seems to call it Samsung Knox. Yeah, well, they'll all have their own... Like Fort Knox. Trust trust zone. Yeah, they'll all have their own stupid names for it. But this will be at a higher grade than the current Google Pixel 3. So what they said is, Galaxy S10 is built with defense-grade Samsung Knox as well as the secure storage backed by hardware, which houses your private keys for blockchain-enabled mobile services. Big. So potentially that could, it sounds like, open the gates, open the door to uh, playing crypto games, not needing MetaMask for that kind of thing, potentially. That would be really huge. Reducing the barrier to entry that, while MetaMask diminishes, but if you can stop someone having to install anything to be able to use your yeah. game or pl- go on your dap or whatever. That's huge. Yeah, if you can, if you can use dap straight from your phone, that'd be yeah. pretty massive for adoption. But, I mean, we don't exactly know that that is going to be the case, but it seems no. to be hinting at it. So they've shown engine. Uh, the slide that I'm looking at here, which I'd not was not a really coin that I'd really looked at previously. So it's, a, it's like a game coin. It's trying to be a currency for games. Right. So a lot of the engine... The engine fanboys are fired up, thinking that possibly Samsung might it might be their choice yeah. for obviously games on the phone, and then the bat fans think that they might be might have bat on there going to implement or integrate the Brave browser yeah. on Samsung phones. So how are the apps going to get installed? One on the phone because they're going to have to still go through the Google Play Store or whatever, probably, and then the Google Play Store is going to be losing out on the in-app purchases. So they'll probably say no and do something about that. There's going to be a lot of conflict there. I can't see that being resolved particularly quickly. Having having a currency system that allows Samsung to have an ecosystem where they don't have to rely on Google Play and a market willing to use it might be paving the way for them to have their own app delivery. Not just an system. app store. A dApp store, big guy. Yeah. yeah. But Brave doesn't... The Brave browser, that has BAT as part of its ecosystem, but that's not... I mean, I guess it is taking money away from Google, actually, but not directly through, yeah. you know, not through in-app purchases. Yeah, yeah. Engine, but not so sure, and I'm I not d- sure. Don't get me wrong. I think like removing the App Store aspect is a good idea, and but you can you can see a, a situation where Google are going to be like, well, you're doing exactly what you would do with these in-app purchases, just not with money, but with tokens. Yeah, and they're going to say, no, you're not allowed in our store. 
bypassing yeah. well, the Well, Apple the do that already. Yeah. You can't direct someone out of an app that takes you to a payment page somewhere else. So Spotify notoriously offered all of their Apple App Store payment, because you could pay through the Apple, Apple App Store. They emailed all of them and said, by the way, we'll give you a 10, 15% discount if you uh, cancel and sign up via web. <laughs> because Apple were taking a 30% cut, we'll just share the difference. Like, what happened? Halved. What like, happened? Loads of people cancelled and resubscribed. Yeah, what did Apple do about it? Well, they couldn't do anything. Get wrecked. But that, but Spotify are huge. Like, yeah, they could do that. People were still going to re-sign up. Yeah, there's a risk that people go, well, oh, why am I even bothering paying for this, and just cancel, which is then a risk to your revenues. But and they're also big enough to take the hit if Apple got rid of them on the yeah. App Store because people were still going to go and install the app from their site. They're trusted, right? Yeah. So did this have a positive effect on the crypto? Prices, it certainly space. did. It certainly did. I Things woke like up to Bat being 50% up this morning. Bat jumped up. Engine went mental. Um, yeah, Engine like tripled in price yeah. on this news. Oh, it's really? back down a little now. Um, but it, yeah, it went mental. Bat was, was it 50%? It was a lot. Yeah, I mean, it pumps like we haven't seen in a long time. Yeah, because we're in, we're in alt season. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. We've we've been saying that it was coming for a few weeks, but I think we're a early stage alt season. We've seen well we'll discuss it in Market Watch, can do I like it a lot. I look forward to it. So I'm gonna move the news on because we wanna get it through so we can get to that market watch you've just mentioned. <laughs> not because we want to go out and get it. <laughs> well, Definitely also, not. Don't let don't let that. I also want to jump into a nice bath and sip a nice little lem sip in my pajamas. Um This is an interesting one, and that is that there's been suggestions that some money laundering has been occurring on the Ethereum network. Now, that's probably already been happening anyway. But there was an interesting transaction that RJLDev on Twitter brought to light. And that was a transaction for the value, is it 0.1 Ether? (laughs) Yeah. So that was the value sent in this transaction. Uh, Approximately $15. Around that amount. If you're not into crypto. However, the fee paid for that transaction. <laughs> if you're not into crypto, but you just find yourself listening you're to this You're just here podcast. for the, uh, yeah. the charisma of four yeah. ill, hungover nobodies. You are welcome. <laughs> um, the fee paid for that transaction was, I believe, 2100 ETH? Correct. Yes. 300k. Yeah. yeah. Something a little fishy is going on there. And I think P-Money and Buble are going to try and explain. Well, first and foremost, I think we need to point out that this is yet another case of crypto being used for illegal activity, <sighs> and so we should ban it. Oh, I'll get rid of it. Because people don't do money laundering with dollars or pounds. <laughs> they get caught a lot less, it certainly seems. Yeah. So how's the best way that we explain this? Because I, I struggle to get to grok it completely to begin with. I think we can talk about the mechanics of, of what they did and and how they did it. Um, I think it's difficult to say why they did it because I still don't, I still don't understand because what motivated them. That's why. Right, but um, it clearly looks very suspiciously like some kind of money laundering, but it's difficult to say what they gained from doing it. Um, and money. so, well, <laughs> you, don't, you don't you don't gain money from laundering. No, but you have clean money. Yes, yes. but the problem is is that you can see, you can see who did it. In terms of the, the the source address and the recipient address, so you haven't changed 
where the money came from or where it went to in terms of just doing a, a typical transaction. But probably taking a step back, if you look at a regular Ethereum transaction, if I want to send some money to Buble over in the corner, I, with my my wallet on my local machine, I will create a transaction using the Ethereum software, and then that software gets transmitted onto the network, and all of the miners will pick it up as it's propagated throughout the network, and then the miners will include that transaction from a pool of transactions into a block when they're trying to successfully mine a block. Usually that, that pool of transactions is shared across the entire network, so those transactions just will automatically at some point all get pulled up, and whoever successfully mines the block will include all of those transactions in it. Where I think it gets a little bit confusing in this situation is that if you didn't know who was going to successfully mine the block, why would you put however many hundred thousand dollars worth of transaction fees against... For the reward for the miner? Yeah, that's why I think where the suspicion comes from of it being money laundering. Because if you were going to put that much money against a transaction, you're essentially in a, in a very... You want to make sure it's someone you know who's mining. Exactly. Basically. Otherwise, you're just giving money to a random yeah. person on the network. Either someone's being incredibly generous, yeah. or there's foul play. For or they've done a fat finger button press in their wallet. And actually had enough. And actually swapped it. They put it the wrong way around. So that was one, one speculation was that they'd actually put the fee and the transfer amount... In the wrong box. In the wrong boxes. Yeah, or silly. In, in the wrong inputs or whatever. If only they'd only not done that once, but multiple times. Right. Um, but maybe they made a mistake the first time and gone, oh shit, I've done it wrong, and then done it again, but made the same mistake again. Maybe. So what the lads are talking about is that this wallet has made... Similar transactions a bunch of times yep. it's found out. The, the software that you download from GitHub will automatically broadcast your transaction to the network. If you choose not, you could edit the code so that it doesn't broadcast it. So your mining rig mines, including your transaction that has not been broadcast. That's how you can make sure that you know that you're the one that's going to mine that transaction. That means that you know that you're going to get that transaction fee in your block. Interesting. So what, then you keep going until you get a block, you slip your transaction in that block, yep. commit it to the chain? And then broadcast the transaction to the network, effectively. So as a miner, what you would typically do if you hadn't modified the software is that you'd be one of the participants on the network, you'd get in the new transactions that have been transmitted, and you just randomly pick, probably based on the reward, on the, um, the fee on the transaction you take off all the high fee transactions and and attempt to mine the block and if you're successful all of the transactions that you chose go into the block and you get along with the block reward for mining the block successfully you get all of the all of the um uh transaction fees along with it in this case it looks very suspiciously like they've they've held back the transaction that they were looking for and just basically sat there waiting until they successfully mined a block and every time they attempted they added their transaction in to that block secretly but so you, i do think that the, the money laundering the fat finger excuse i think will be enough in court to say that oh, was just a mistake yeah and so therefore it is now clean money so what i don't get is at some point they do have to broadcast the transaction before they solve the block correct no. i don't think they do i think it's in the block but will they just let you put a transaction that's not in the mempool yeah all the block has to do you verify that the transact you're not taking too much money out of someone else someone's balance who ha hasn't got it and that 
at the end of the thing, the state of the network is okay. Yeah. You can be a miner that successfully mines a block that, that includes a transaction that's only just gone in, potentially. Okay. So if a, a transaction hasn't finished propagating the network, but you you were the first recipient of it, you can include it in your block if you want. None of the other peers have to have received it yet. But in order for them to validate the block, as Buble says, it has to add up to a net, like a zero sum. I, and you it's, can't... It's a ballsy move. Can you solve a block without selecting all the transactions yes. you want to put into it? So mining empty blocks is a known thing as well. So they're probably, when they get a block really quick... They might broadcast it then put it in the block that they got really quick and then it'd be really unlikely they that can't anyone... put it in a block that they've already got ah so you've got to put all the transactions in the block to mine to one. mine it yeah ah, okay it's, yeah it's a risky i think it's quite a risky business for 300k i think it is are there any other ways that we could launder money potentially what do you mean we might that might be better what have you been up to <laughs> well so i had a little experiment with uh, nice hash recently. Uh, I got who bit, could launder the most money? I got, in I got a, a bit jealous of, of uh, P Money's mining rig, so I thought I'd hire some <laughs> myself. Uh, mining as a service, and uh, I sent over some Bitcoin to Nice Hash and mined some Ethereum. Now that went to another wallet. Now the only intermediary party is Nice Hash, and all they know is that I bought some mining power from someone. That's it. Like there's no. As far as I know, it's a very tenuous trace of money in and money out. Can you mine it with, can you send them crypto? Nice hash? Yeah. Yeah. So I sent them Bitcoin yeah. and I got Ethereum into another wallet. But you do need to point the hashing power at a wallet. server somewhere. Yes. So I pointed it at another pool. Right. Which then I pointed at a wallet. But in order for you to do, in order for you to manipulate transactions, you have to have running your own so he's not trying Sir. to... No, no, no. But that alone, I think, cleans the money. Yeah. It's like the classic... The classic way of laundering money for people who don't who like have normal amounts of money. Inexperienced. Yeah. Is to go to a <laughs> casino with cash and you play the games and then you cash out via the casino and you say, I got it from the casino. And you did. And that's basically what you're doing. You're going to pay the... You know, you're probably going to lose 10 plus percent of the money you invest in Nice Ash. Yeah. But when people say, where'd you get it from? You'll say, oh, I mind it. And I think, yeah, that seems to be a pretty easy way of doing it. I think that these guys could have done the same if they'd have just had multiple transactions with, let's say they sent 0.1 ETH and they paid 100 ETH fee. Probably no one would notice that. And they could just do that 21 times. And they probably could have got away with it. But they've done it all in one gigantic transaction. Yeah. So yeah, I think that what both ways would work if you just don't do something absolutely mental. Yeah, like spend, don't do it all at once. Like, or or if they just spent, if they just sent three hundred thousand and paid a three hundred thousand fee, it'd be a lot easier to argue that it was a mistake or something. They really just took the piss, basically, and that's the only reason anyone ever noticed. Moving on to something that has gotten Mister Buble hot under the collar. <laughs> And no, it is not the virus ravaging his system. It is loom staking. You've put it in the notes, friend. I did. And I know that you've been having some fun with it. So I'm going to cede to you about what this is exactly. Oh, you know, I hate these monologues. Uh, Yeah, no. So I threw a few loom at the staking this week. Uh, It's been a bit of a shit show. Um, 
they've had a lot of issues with the UI, which has meant that uh, if you staked more than a thousand loom, at one point it looked like it had all gone, <laughs> because they were comparing a thousand with a comma in it to zero and saying whether it was greater than. And in JavaScript, that just doesn't work. Um, so yeah, basically, using JavaScript for numbers. JavaScript for maths was a risky business. Yeah. So they've had a few problems. I've been, I've sent a couple of PRs helping them out. Uh, what a big guy you are. <laughs> nice one. Most of them have been rejected because they've just completely thrown away everything, every ah. commit, which is fine. Uh, but they've been on it. They've made a lot of improvements. Uh, it's normal early adoption type stuff. People need to calm down. There was one guy who was like, the blockchain's not safe. <laughs> I was like, dude, it's fine. Like, your money is there. You just can't see it. It's fine. They're going to show it to you very soon. And the following day, you could see it again. So oh, it's, it's okay. Blockchain's safe again. <laughs> so, uh, for the listeners, can you explain the difference between the blockchain being unsafe and not being able to see the stuff? So, the UI is an interpretation of... The UI is like the web page that the, you yes, see. the web page. The bits you see. Yeah. Uh, and the web page had a number on it, and the number was showing as zero. And the, the reason why it was showing as zero, not because the underlying data was zero, but because the calculations that they were performing on it were resulting in it being zero, or not a number at all. These are very, very common junior-level JavaScript mistakes. Oh, oh, which, oh. which has disappointed me a little bit about the Loom team, because they have felt overall like they've been on it. Having had a good dig around in their dashboard code, it's pretty ropey. Yeah. Um, Are they bad think, at JavaScript? Is what yes. You're <laughs> but I think we've met enough devs in crypto and outside of crypto, just in the general to engineering space, to know that most software engineers aren't very good. It always comes back to the um, to the, the the point about people saying, "Oh, but airplane systems, are, you know, those fail-safe systems are, you know, they're really safe and secure." And it's because they take ten or fifteen years to get a, a, yep. to get um, approval to be released, and they go through rigorous, rigorous, rigorous testing. These systems are being written almost and released in almost real time. You know, p these businesses are trying to get market share. They're trying to get people. They're trying to get adoption and that kind of stuff. And so they don't have time to test and test and test and test. They're just dumping whatever comes off their t off their fingertips and putting it live. And because the crypto market as a whole are early adopters, like yeah. I don't think we can say that this is mainstream by any means yet. And you know, staking on a plasma chain—I've never done it before. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. But no one has went, done it before. I went balls deep, <laughs> <laughs> and then it pumped, and I ran out of loom to sell. Um, but it's good. It's working. I've had to, like a few looming rewards. Uh, you can stake at different periods of time. So you can lock it up for two weeks, three months, six months or a year and get varying levels of rewards. I think it's good. Love Just it. to finish that up, I do want to reiterate that the underlying technology of Loom, Plasma Chain, there's been no issues with. They've Sound just, as a pound. They've just, as of yet, yet, there's been no issues. Yeah. But what we've been fudding is basically their shitty website. Yeah, they've done some pretty terrible JavaScript. So you don't have to immediately dump all your loom bags, no. but take heed to P-Money's wise words. You just need to tell them to hit us up, and if they can afford our day rate, maybe we'll think about going down there. And we're going to move on 
to Beaks Market Watch. This week, crypto down about 4%, but there have been very some very exciting developments. Launchpad on Binance, and we've been referencing a little throughout the show, talking about how it's uh, a bullish sign for alt season. Once again, had a new project launch and sold out in minutes. I think 10 minutes this one sold out. I thought it was 10 seconds. 10 seconds? I heard it was 10 milliseconds. No, it was 10... CZ said it. <laughs> CZ said it was ten seconds. I can't verify that. And I think my mind said minutes because that's just such a ridiculous thing to say. So that in ten seconds. That's what they're claiming. But about twenty thousand people tried to buy uh, this token, and two thousand eight hundred approximately managed to do it. Fetch AI, which sounds like a total meme. It's another like AI uh, blockchain economy whatever but after the previous one BitTorrent sold out and everyone could flip it for a load of money when it went live on the you know it, it traded on the platforms everyone was fired up about it and i think the fact that it's likely that everyone who bought it will probably make money when it goes on the exchanges is gonna further the talk of alt season as we spoke about before on the show People making money on pumps is very likely to push the price of tokens up and create more volatility because it's going to be more hype to buy some random other trash coin thinking they might be able to flip it for double the price. In the rest of the crypto, we've had some other gnarly stuff. Bitcoin's down about 3%. Uh, ETH is down about 5%, but it got up to about plus 15% in the middle of the week. Uh, Binance has got wrecked after the launchpad finished. You, I think you had to hold BNB. I think you could only buy uh, with BNB, or certainly there were some assigned to only BNB holders. So loads of people were buying up BNB to try and get into this launchpad thing. And when it was over, everyone was just dumping the BNB. So that's had a catastrophic week. I've already spoken about BAT and Engine. BAT up 20% and Engine up over 120% after the Samsung Galaxy S10 photos are leaked and people are speculating that they might somehow be integrated into Samsung's future plans. Grin, P-Money on Suicide Watch's Grin is down 25%. One of the biggest Grin whales to, on the face of this earth has had a tough week. Sorry about that, P-Money. And the real Bitcoin, Bitcoin, is, <laughs> <laughs> is up over 30% this Bitcoin week. Bitcoin Watch. So hold tight to anyone who has noticed the new paradigm is a believer, a hodler. They've been rewarded well for their faith. Hold tight, Bitcoin. And uh, that's about it for Market Watch. We'll be back next week, Ken. Where can I buy Bitcoin? Uh, as of yet, I'm not sure, Ken, but I haven't, I haven't been rushing to buy it myself, but okay. I have been enjoying keeping up with the shit show that is Bitcoin. I appreciate it, big guy. So, with these new token sales popping off, it seems, on Launchpad, do you think that if we see another couple of these, we might see some people running back to some more traditional alts? Well, I think the... Or do you think alt season only brings in fresh new blood? No, I think we've seen that alt season has been a thing for the last couple of weeks. People, because everyone's still really bearish or relatively bearish and as p money said earlier a lot of people have been stung i think sentiment is still not 
not as high, not as positive as it would be if similar movements were happening, you know, a couple of years ago. But we are seeing huge movements in a lot of vaults. We've seen, uh, as well as BitTorrent and Fetch selling out in literally seconds. Uh, we've seen Engine and Bat pump huge amounts today. We saw BNB pump loads last week. We're seeing a lot of movement. We even saw ETH move like 10% in one candle this week. So there's a lot of volatility. And while volatility does mean that a lot of people get stung it also creates the dream that you could make you could double your money overnight all you have to do is pick the right coin and it, i think it makes people more interested in trading shit coins basically is which the, is what alt season is it's the high volatility in low market cap coins in the same way that new coins launching on coin market cap now on coinbase now have no relevance New coins launching into a market where there's already 2,100 coins, they're a little bit more like, meh. Like, this one could be the one, but I'm also holding, well, P Money's holding the other 2,099. <laughs> well, yeah. So I think that's what we've seen for the last year is that people have woken up to the reality that there are, these coins are incredibly likely not to take over gold as the true store of value. Yeah. But I think what happens in the early stages of alt season is that people don't necessarily think that engine is going to be power samsung's games forever or that you know this smart uh, fetch.ai is going to be the new new paradigm whatever what they're doing is thinking that they can potentially flip it for you know double the money triple the money and that is there have been opportunities for that in the last couple of weeks which there've been basically no opportunities for the last year year or so yeah we've barely seen icos even sell out in the last year so people have had no interest there's been no volatility almost nothing has been pumping so when it does people are starting to think you know the the dream is alive the meme dream is there that maybe you could if you're a really great trader uh 10x your portfolio triangles right exactly and there's it's based like you know it's the uh it's the it's the lottery dream kind of thing. It's it's why people gamble, even though they know the odds are against them. There's people gamble every, you know, it's one a huge industry because the chance is there. And I think with this kind of volatility, the chance is there. And people don't double the money on one alt and then say, I'm out, I'm going to invest in stocks. They're then going into the next one. And it. I think it's a snowball effect. This is the start of alt season. If it continues, I think we'll be deep into a serious alt season if it continues like that in a in a few months positively dreamy friend thank you very much for running down your market watch so the next point in the show notes tells me that we have a new segment on the horizon apparently that has yet to have a name but i will explain what's happening the robot because he's been off the show as a main character for some time Although, hang on a sec, I did uh, I did give him a little cameo last week. Yeah, uh, little yeah, cameo. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the best intro yeah. I think we've ever had. Yeah, but also it was yesterday, not last week. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty comfy, though. <laughs> anyway, the robot is going to pick four coins from the top 200? 100. Top 100 cryptos on the Coin Paprika API. Beak, why are we picking four coins? Because that's the maximum number of things on a Twitter poll and it will give our great listeners the chance to engage with us and pick the coin they want us to review, Can We're going interactive. <laughs> Woo! So why are they picking the coins? 
We're going to review them yeah. in an impartial oh, God. fashion, right? So when you say impartial, um, are we including Beak in, in that? Because we will know how much he struggles with his impartiality. I am the only impartial man, truly impartial man. As long man as he picks Binance or Ethereum, it will yeah. be completely impartial. Yeah. You want to watch stuff. <laughs> yeah. I'm just waiting for it to come, to come out as EOS. I mean, no problem. Yeah. Good. I'm impartial towards EOS. You can provide a balanced view on EOS, can you? I'm going to provide a pro view on every coin. What? And show you guys and the listeners that I can do it. I was going to say, what about ETH horse, but it's not in the top 100, is it? Anyway. And we're going to force the beak to smile, and we're also going to have a balanced view from the rest of Crypto Weekly, something that rarely happens on this show. So are you guys going to FUD it, or are you just going to have your... I think we was... I'm going to go into the tech. I'm, that's why I'm here. Oh, I'm going to go... Good luck with that, mate. <laughs> I'm going to look at the meme potential. Okay. <laughs> oh, so everyone's going to have their speciality, apart yeah. from me, which... I'm going to go against my speciality and say how good it is. Yeah, and probably, okay. therefore, ruin the show. Yeah, try and find plus points for it. Yeah. What are you going to go for, Pete Money? Oh, you're not going to be here. I'm going to do my thing by not participating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but what about GP? Maybe you can look at the finance of it. You can see whether it helped crab fishermen in Norway. Yeah. <laughs> Golden. We've all got our set areas, our specific areas to look at. You want me? You want the robot to pick the code now? If possible, yes. Now. Yes, please. Can you, you know I've not written the code. Can right? you knock up a bit of code in that? We, we'll give you a five seconds or oh, so. Fucking hell. All right. All right. Should we talk amongst ourselves for a... How are you looking, Bublé? All um, good? How am I looking? Yeah. Have you, have you yeah. Nearly there. Yeah. Should we have a... I'll just... Hang on. Let me cut and... Um, I'll, I'll cut it here and then I'll bring it back in here... Can we be just, so just like, oh, fuck, we got to get home, Moonlight. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, it's quarter past I said two five minutes. It's all it's been. Yeah. My cat is dead. Right. Are you ready? The, ma- the magic of cinema. <laughs> Are you ready? Whatever it, podcasting. Are you ready? The magic of radio. You can't see it. Well, that was a bit short notice, but here's four random coins. Bitcoin. Bitshares. Factum. Odom. Bitcoin. BitShares, Factum and Odom. All great picks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nice. So we're going to post that on Twitter. Yep. You're going to get to choose, vote for the one you want to see me try and shill and like also, a total twat. Also, this segment has yet to have a name. So listeners, if you want to send in suggestions of what we could call this, it can be as outlandish or reasonable as you want. And I know you're probably going to go for the former now that I've suggested that. But... Poll will go up, vote on which one you want us to talk about, and we'll go through it next week. It's, it's a shame it's already taken, but C- Crypto Weekly would be a good name for this segment. It would, yeah. <laughs> we could go very meta and call it Crypto Weekly. That crypto would be the most weekly. confusing thing ever. <laughs> and now for Crypto Weekly. What? <laughs> and with that, to be honest, I think we're too ill to care about Please care. any other business or Wrap giving away up. some stuff. So we're going to finish up there. The Jewelry Prince could not join us this evening. Uh, Do your impression of him. Do his thing, he says. But uh, why I? Is is the Jewelry Prince here from me deathbed? Like, if I survive next week, please, could you, like, follow me on the Twitters? At HRH Jewelry P. That's at HRH G-E-O-R-D-I-E-P. Many thanks. That was golden. (laughs) 
Uh, Bitcoin Buble made it into the studio this week. Uh, hold tight, everyone that turned up. Thanks very much, Ken. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Bitcoin underscore Buble. Thank you, friend. Uh, we've been joined by Dr. P Money as well. You can catch me on Twitter at Dr. P Money. <laughs> that was a that was very, high energy outro. Very subdued. Oh, Mr. Yeah. Crypto Beak. Goodbye, friends. You can find me on Twitter at Crypto underscore Beak. Hey. I have been your host, Crypto Ken. Once again, thank you all those who made it down to the Crypto Weekly anniversary party. It was mint. <laughs> You're all massive legends. You know who you are. Much love. Follow me on Twitter at CryptoKenCan. We've been Crypto Weekly. You've been informed. We're going to bed. You're welcome. I really am going to bed as soon as possible.